late night anger management class, Sunday Bloody Sunday. As we pick up uh, the pieces, uh, we went hard on Saturday after the Buffalo Bills uh, beat the Indianapolis uh, Colts. They didn't cover, uh, but we crushed it. Uh, we were all over the Buffalo Bills teaser. The over uh, came in. It got the uh, it got the weekend uh, going. Fun, fun, uh, fun games. Profitable weekend. When we look back on uh, on everything. Uh, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan, so I'm just happy the Buffalo Bills uh, got it done. The Ram game threw us for a loop. All right, the Ram game threw us for a loop. I thought it would be lower scoring uh, than it was. So what, when it's all said and done, what, four of the six games? Um, four of the six games go over? You know, four of the six games uh, go over. And tonight's game, we decided, you know, I was kind of perplexed. Like I said, we went pretty hard uh, yesterday. And it's one of these deals uh, where... You know, we got our bets in, and it was like, all right, one and one, right, one and one. You know, I took the Bears. I got the Bears plus 12 and a half in-game, actually. It was one of those deals where I kept missing kickoff. <laughs> like I said, I was up uh, pretty late. So I kept missing kickoff. I'd be like, got it in, like, oh, right after kickoff, right after kickoff. But the Pittsburgh game, uh, Sunday nighter is when I was sort of more uh, lucid and awake. Um, I was more lucid and awake. I was like, all right, how do we approach this game? I said, you know... I got a feeling the underdog shows up here, but I don't really just want to take them plus the point. So I teased the game to the over, and I did something that the number was insane, <laughs> okay? I took Big Ben Roethlisberger over 481 and a half passing yards in-game, and he actually ended up with 501. I'm telling you, that's a great prop, that quarterback yard prop. When, when a team is down, you know, look, he got intercepted. I was like, God, oh, that's just great. But... Cleveland scored so fast after he got intercepted uh, late. Uh, we're going to dissect this football game. Joe Lisi's going to step up, and then we've got Ian Cameron, A.K. Bobano, uh, kicking it with us as well. We're going to get into the national championship game on Monday. But without further ado, uh, let's just uh, give you the point spreads. Uh, we've got the Los Angeles Rams getting seven at Green Bay, total 46.5. The Buffalo Bills, prime time, Saturday night, lay three to the Baltimore Ravens, total 49.5. Cleveland Browns get 10 at Kansas City. 55 and a half and the New Orleans Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This number's been bouncing around from three and three and a half. Saints laying three, three and a half. Total 51 and a half. Joe Lisi steps up and in. Ian Cameron does. The late night anger management class has begun. Vent your rage. Bring it. Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Well, I guess depending on what side of the uh, the games uh, you were on. 
All right, we've got uh, Joe Lisi ready to step up, and then we've got the national championship game. It's uh, football, football, football. We've got point spreads for the divisional rounds. As we mentioned, the Rams get seven at Green Bay. Baltimore uh, get three at Buffalo. KC are 10-point favorites over the Cleveland Browns right now. And we got a Blue Blood special with Tom Brady and Drew Brees as uh, the Saints are laying a three. And as I stated, that's the only number that's sort of moving uh, so far right now. It was three and a half. It's three. It's three and a half. That's that one sort of, it's like a light that's flickering. Joe Lisi never flickers. He brings it. Joe Lisi steps <laughs> up and in. We're going for two. What's up, Lisi? How you doing? Uh, doing well, Gabe. Loving Sunday night football here. Rottenberger, five, five turnovers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great victory for the Cleveland Browns and and our guy, Baker Mayfield. So, great action on NFL Sunday uh, today. Yeah, you know what? I'll tip my cap to Baker Mayfield as well, Joe. I've been critical of him uh, in the past. He's played uh, great football this year. Um, he's been a great teammate. He's kept his mouth shut. He's been a great teammate. He's been a leader uh, for the football team. And as we stated, if we're going to criticize a player, we've got to give him credit. I was actually impressed and happy for him. You know, just seeing him handle his business like a, a professional today, even after the game, nothing stupid. You see, he took the football. He went to say he went to midfield to shake everybody's hand. And, you know, 21 to 34 for Baker, 263 yards, three touchdowns. I tell you what, man, that's the difference, Joe, right? I mean, oh, he's buddies with Freddie Kitchens. You don't need friends in the National Football League. You need good coaching. And you see what Stefanski brought to the table for this organization. Got to tip your cap to this guy. I know he wasn't there today, but he built this. Uh, great job well done by the Browns this year, Joe. Oh, unbelievable. Offensive line play has been incredible, right? When we did that game earlier in the year against Dallas, we said that those running lanes were huge. And when you have two dynamic running backs like Nick Chubb, yep. Kareem Hunt, they're going to be a tough out. I mean, I know they're getting 10 points in the – the defending uh, uh, Super Bowl champs with uh, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> but when you can run the football and create turnovers the way that defense did, you have a shot in getting double digits in a playoff game. I think they're a live dog in that matchup, Gabe. Anytime you can run the football. And look, Nick Chubb had 76 yards. Kareem Hunt had 48. Their game plan and script was obviously changed by by you know it was a weird game it was just it was a weird flow of this uh this football game i mean look ben roethlisberger threw the ball 68 times guys you know joe i hit an in-game prop ben roethlisberger over 481 and a half joe <laughs> that's great gabe gabe, yeah. I, gabe i tweeted out i tweeted out i felt like i was watching the iowa barnstormers and, and the orlando predators the way that game was going back i mean i felt like it was I felt like it was Jay Gruden and, and Kurt yeah, Warner yeah. back in the day, right? I felt like it was only a 50-yard field. Amazing in terms of hitting that prop. Congrats. Um, so, listen, just I, want, I don't want to just uh, stay on this game, but this is the game that just ended. So, Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you know, the big decision, man. It's hard to keep track of what the score was and stuff. But what was They were down by two touchdowns, essentially. What was it, 45-29? Uh, and they went for it or whatever the hell is scores you know what i'm talking about i mean there right. are so many points right. in the game it's like an arena game but you know on the fourth and one joe i mean you've got momentum cleveland were starting to you know tighten up a little bit pittsburgh were scoring scoring boom boom they kept on scoring you got a fourth and one joe you got it you got to go for it you should have been in four down territory all the way through they put the ball back and then cleveland just ate the clock and scored again yeah, it was, the, it was the same type of call that Tomlin made that Mike Rabel made, right? Nine minutes left, fourth and two uh, at the 41-yard line. He punts and gives the football back 
to Lamar Jackson. I mean, you're playing at home. You have to have enough confidence in your quarterback and your offensive line to get you one yard. And they laid up like 10 cup. It's amazing. And both teams lost at home. So you got to credit the defenses. I mean, they stepped up. They forced that type of game plan and forced that type of call by both Brable and Mike Tomlin. But you have to roll the dice there, especially when you're trailing in the fourth quarter. You've got to be the aggressor playing at home, game. You know, listen, guys. Yeah, they get the Kansas City Chiefs, but the Chiefs aren't blowing people out. And as good as the Chiefs are, they're not invincible. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, yeah, man, they win every week 56-3. Like, you can't. It's not like you're playing Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Mahomes is a stud. Yes, they've got a bunch of weapons. But at the same point in time, it's also the same team that's been down double digits in every playoff game last year, Joe. You know, they were down to Houston. They yeah, were down and to not Tennessee. Only that. They were down to San Francisco late in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. It's not like they blow teams out. Well, let's keep in mind, I mean, they, I mean, Miami made it a game, right? When they played in the regular season, they won by five, right? What about Atlanta? Atlanta, at the end of the year, had KC on the ropes. They won that matchup 17-14. to So they have a tendency to play close games. And, again, when you can run the football and you have a dominant offensive line, I mean, you have an opportunity. And, again, this isn't a three- or a four-point spread. This is double digits. This is 10 points. They could be up, theoretically, by 17 points in the fourth quarter. And if Cleveland scores a touchdown, if that line inches up to 10-and-a-half, you got yourself a backdoor cover. So, again, I know it's back-to-back road games for Cleveland. But they're playing with house money now after getting that monkey off their back with a dominant road win over the Steelers tonight. You know, it's a great point that you raised, uh, Joe, as far as the backdoor cover is concerned. Look, we saw it today with Chicago. I got lucky. Um, I got lucky, Joe. I was incredibly hungover uh, after a big night of partying <laughs> and uh, watching the games. So I didn't, I didn't get in at kickoff. I didn't get in at kickoff. I got in like I don't know, a couple of minutes after kickoff type thing. I was like, oh, whatever, 12 and a half, even better. And I took the Chicago Bears plus 12 and a half. <laughs> and wow. you know, that's the thing. Even, even they didn't quit. Even they, so that's the whole thing, Joe. You talk about that backdoor cover. It's the playoffs, guys. They're going to play the full 60, right? So it, it's a great point that Joe raises. I, you know, I'm buying into Cleveland right now. Like, put it this way, Joe. I'll ask you right now. Let's say this football game is tomorrow or coming up in an hour, and I ask you, who are you taking, Cleveland or Kansas City, I'll tell you what, right now, I'm taking the 10 points. Give me the Cleveland Browns and the 10 points. Yeah, not only that, I mean, granted, at the the playoff time, you want to have a bye, but I'm always worried about rust rust in terms of, you know, consistency in terms of the quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship. It could benefit you, it could hinder you, and let's just say that KC gets off to a slow start, you're right in the ballgame, man. Look at last year. Kansas City struggled in certain games in the playoffs, right? They didn't all just all of a sudden dominate. So they allowed teams to come back and, and play with them toe-to-toe. So we'll see what happens here. But you have to go with the more consistent offensive line right now. And I believe that that's the Cleveland Browns heading into this matchup next Saturday. Now, one thing I will say, Ben Roethlisberger just threw for 501 yards on this uh, on this secondary and defense, but the game script was a little bit uh, different. Los Angeles Rams get seven. That's the first game up, uh, Joe. And I don't know what your schedule is going to uh, to be like, but um, I'm locked and loaded for the Buffalo Bills. So are you going to do the early game? Or are you going to join me at night? I don't know what you're going to do. 
Um, we'd love I don't to know. have you. <laughs> we'd love, we'd I love, love to have, have you. you too, Gabe. I love, I love to. Uh, let's see what happens. I haven't been told anything in terms of the schedule yet, but that's going to be an interesting matchup. You know, the 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 LA Rams on the road. What's the weather going to be like in Green Bay? That's my only concern in terms of back in Aaron Donald and, and Ramsey. Right. Cold. Exactly. Like in the 20, 20 right. So, so that's my concern. Yeah. That's my concern. They're going to have to run the football with Cam Akers. I know Jared Goff came in. He looked sharp in the second half of that matchup. But going on the road where it's going to be frigid, are we going to buy into this L.A. Ram team? I know they got the victory over Seattle. I, I just don't know about that. That's my one concern in terms of that ball game. Running the football, can they do it on Green Bay? And if they fall behind, are they just going to cave in the, in the frigid cold in Green Bay? Yeah, you know what? Out of all the matchups, out of all the matchups that the Los Angeles Rams could have gotten, this is the worst one. Not only are the Packers good, you got to go to Green Bay. It is going to be very cold there. And, you know, you could have played Tampa Bay, nice weather, you beat them earlier in the year. Could have played the Saints in the Dome, you've beaten them before. Late night anger management crowd continues. Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah. We, we can't get over it either. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Like that anger management class, this is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brantz. You know, the players, the hustlers, the degenerates, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Um, so, yeah, so in-game live for the rest of the, the season. Normally, me and Joe do every Sunday. And, um, you know, we might land back on that schedule again, but we're going to be doing the Buffalo Bill games. Uh, so the Buffalo Bills are playing the Baltimore Ravens on a Saturday night. And, um, you know, as we just said, we'll see. We'll see what the schedule uh, says. But could be me and Joe Lisi. But Ariel, Ariel Epstein is a, a Baltimore Raven fan. And uh, there seems to be a lot of people that wouldn't mind seeing that, actually, Joe. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Things could get ugly. Like, I, yeah. I might get a little upset if the Bills aren't winning and she's <laughs> celebrating and stuff. Like, I, I think it might be better off with you and me. You and me, it might be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would, that would be good TV and good radio, though, Gabe. I mean, you know, the question is, is she going to be wearing the Lamar Jackson jersey when she wears the hoodie? Supposedly, I think she loses every game or it's vice versa. So we'll see what she wears, you know, uh, in terms of backing the Ravens oh, yeah. in that matchup. Really? I didn't know that, right? Once she wears her Ravens hoodie, yeah. they lose? Good, good. If you're tuning in, I, I, I hope It's either the hoodie or hoodie. the jersey. Right, the hoodie or the jersey. If she wears the jersey, I think I think she's lost both games or something like that. So uh, it's a hoodie or sweatshirt. I'm not really sure, but I know it's one, one thing. One, one outfit, Raven, she started to wear. They lost like three games in a row or whatever. So keep an eye out for that. 
You know, one thing I'll tell you, if you guys know, oftentimes I've worn my Bruce Smith jersey or my Jim Kelly jersey, or, you know, for these big games, but we always lose, right? So yesterday I, I didn't I didn't even put a jersey on. <laughs> I was like, no, right. I put a hat on after we won, but exactly. I'm going to go, you know, any time I deck myself out in Bill's gear for a game, they always lose. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna right. keep, I'm gonna keep going. Maybe I got to look back off the tape yesterday and see, remember what shirt I was wearing. Actually, Joe, I'm gonna wear the same shirt. I, I think, think it was, I, yeah, I remember the shirt. It was like a black circuit. It looked like a club shirt, Gabe. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah, had yeah, some, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 some, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, I would wear the same underwear if I want to. If I want on a specific bet, like I, like today was a, not a bad day. I'm wearing the same socks, the same outfit. As I wore when I win, trust me, I, I I don't sugarcoat it. If I win in the specific you, outfit, I'm wearing that until it loses. See, even even our boy Venture knows. He's like, do not wear that Jim Kelly jersey, bro. Do not wear that jersey. Like I've worn yeah. it like in so many like exactly. I remember during the meltdown last year against Houston. Of course, uh, we had that. So are you like that show for real? Because I know, like, listen, athletes yeah. are superstitious, and sometimes gamblers can be. One thing with me, Joe. It's the shaving thing. So, you know, once, man, a couple of times in my life, Joe, it's happened where it's like, man, I'm killing it. I keep winning. And, you know, I'm like, I didn't shave yesterday. I didn't shave again. I'm getting a little, you know, beardy here. But and I'm like, I don't want to shave because everything's working for me. You know what I mean? And I get that in my head. I'm like, man, I'm going to shave the winners right off my face, man. And Cam knows what I'm talking about. And, and, and then you shave and then you lose. You're like, I never should have shaved. It was working for me. I was like, man, I, everything was good. I remember, do you guys remember in the Super Bowl? Do you remember the Super Bowl, uh, Joe, years ago? Brett Favre shaved his goatee. Like, right. Brett Favre never shaved. Like, Brett Favre always had, like, stubble and, like, you know, he didn't care type guy. He always had stubble right. and he had a goatee. And for whatever reason, guys, Super Bowl Sunday, he shaves his face clean. <laughs> he shaved his face clean. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if it was the Super Bowl, it was a playoff game because they lost. And literally, players on the team were mad. They were like, bro, what the hell did you just do? And he was all clean shaved. And he goes, oh, I don't know, I feel like clean shave for the game. And like, they were like, dude, no, no, no. <laughs> and he didn't play well. Yeah. And Brett Favre said after, he said, I'm never shaving like that before a game ever again in my life. He exactly. said, I'm never doing that. Exactly. He goes, I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Because I don't know what I was thinking. Well, <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll tell you what I did today, which is I did the show with Wetzel today, and I was on the Ravens. He was on the Ravens early. He jumped ship back onto the Titans, so I won that. I had a parlay. <laughs> Ravens, Rave, wait, Ravens, New Orleans, I took minus nine and a half last night, and Browns on the money line. So after the show was over, I had New Orleans minus nine and a half, and I didn't like the way it was going. When they cut the deficit to 7-3, I, came, I changed shirts. I, I, I went from a blue to, like, a, a, a purple. I, I was like, nah, I, I had a bad vibe with the wet, so he's probably – he was on the Bears. I'm like, I'm changing shirts. I changed it up, and, and we got some mojo back. Yeah, I, I'm like that. So you're, te you're telling me Scott Wetzel took Baltimore and then abandoned ship and took Tennessee in the game? Yeah, yeah. He took, he took Baltimore took minus three and a half because they were down 10 nothing. He didn't like the. Okay. He in-gamed it and jumped ship because he thought all week Tennessee was the better team, and when they jumped out ten, he said he didn't like the fact that the line opened at three 
inch to three and a half uh, this morning. So he thought something was up. He took Baltimore. And then when they were down 10 nothing, he jumped ship. And I felt very good about that. I said, you're jumping ship early. I said, I feel very good. I said, I'm, I, I actually, I, I considered getting in uh, Baltimore plus 148 on the money line. And we were in commercial break. And I couldn't get it in, so I just stuck with my original bet of Baltimore minus three. It's a playoff game. Like, how do you switch sides, like, after 10 points? You know what I mean? Of a playoff game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like just a million games. I don't know. Like, all right, I'm abandoning ships. Like, no. You got your take. You got to stick with it. Listen, right. I've done it. I've I, listen. I've changed my mind. You know, with the Seattle stuff, it pissed me off. I fell for the quarterback stuff, but I'm not going to change my mind in the game. Oh no, no, no! Now I want the other team after liking. You know, if I like the team, I like quarter. the team. <laughs> it was first quarter. It was like I was like, give it a little time, Scott. Give it a little time. I call it Mister Negativity. He's the best, you though, dude. It's great. You and me don't even start like. You know, making our our in-game picks to like nearly halftime. We're like, no, no, let, let's let, right. let, it, let it settle in. Let it settle in. We're, we're not, right. Nothing's happened yet. Uh, Wetzel, 10 nothing. He jumped ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Vegas. So, so that's Mr. why I Vegas. had to change shirts after the show. Change shirts after the show. I got, I got some mojo back. All right. So I got to tell you, honestly, I wanted to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, I want to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I wanted the Steelers to win, even though I bet on the Browns. But I'm just saying, from a Bills fan perspective, obviously the Steelers were the team that you wanted to play, and it, you know they can't run the ball as we see, and you know they they the dink and dunk passing attack hit the wall for the Steelers. So the Buffalo Bills, I tell you, man, they get a red hot Baltimore Raven team right now that's won six straight football games. Uh, they're getting three points going into Buffalo. I'm not fearful. And listen, if you're Buffalo, you're going to have to beat some good teams if you want to get to the Super Bowl. But this is a hell of a matchup, Joe. Saturday night, prime time, 8:15 Eastern. Saturday night, Baltimore get three at Buffalo. Total 49 and a half right now, Joe. Yeah, I mean, from a defensive perspective, a little bit different, right? You could put a mop back there that has the mobility of Philip Rivers, and now you have to cover. Lamar Jackson, right? And he's, he's playing with confidence. Early early on, Gabe, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think Baltimore can win this game. I like them plus the three. Now, obviously, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you my pick, you know, uh, game day, but I like Baltimore plus the three early on here. Yeah, I listen, I think Buffalo can win this game, but I know it's going to be a battle. This is, like, you know, this is a great game. Like, this is just going to be a great game between two quarterbacks that are sort of similar and not similar at the same point in time, only in the sense that all the talk about Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen's actually done more damage on the ground, like as far as touchdowns mm-hmm. and setting records and all that type of stuff. But you have two very dynamic quarterbacks, Baltimore getting healthier, peaking at the right time right now, Buffalo playing great football, but you're right. That's, but that's the fun thing about the playoffs, isn't it, Joe, that every week is, is a different matchup. Right. And people say, oh, well, they didn't do right. this against that team. It's like it's a different matchup. It's a different script all the time. I mean, look at look at Cleveland. They're going from old man Rottenberger to uh, to Mahomes. Right. A big right. difference in a dynamic of what they have to deal with. And it's a good point you raise as far as Indianapolis is concerned. It's going to be a tough challenge for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not saying the Bills are a lock, Joe, but I think the Bills will win this game. I, I think the yeah. listen, I can't say Baltimore. And I said Baltimore is sleeper too, guys, at 18-1 before, but I can't say Baltimore are going to let up or it's a letdown. That's, that'd be stupid. But they had a lot of hate for Tennessee, bro. 
You know what I mean? We saw it when they went to the logo after the game. And they lost twice to this team. They really hated them. They don't have the same hate for Buffalo. I know it's a playoff game. They're going to be focused. But I'm just stating, guys, there was no way in hell Baltimore was going to lose three times in a row to this Titans team. Right? They, they, I, that wasn't happening. Now it's a tougher task for, for them as well. This is a really, really fun, tough football game, though, isn't it, Joe? Saturday night. It, it is. It is. And I'll just say this about dancing on the logo. Do what you want, but the game wasn't over then. Buffalo, you know, Tennessee had three timeouts when they were dancing on the logo. You know, I mean, come on now. you got to be smarter than that. And it wasn't just one player. It was 30 players that did it. Like, really? you got to get your head in the game. You could you could have cost your team a, a chance at a, at a playoff run. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't like it, Joe. I don't like the logo stuff. You got They've got to put that out. I don't mind. You know what I mean? You, you want to get in the other team's face somehow. But the whole st- stomping on the logo stuff is bad. And I, uh, I think the league will probably agree with me and tell them to stop doing this stuff. You know, celebrate, but don't disrespect the logos in the middle of the field like that. And I brought it up earlier, Joe. It's like, hey, some of you guys are going to be coaches down the road, man. And I tell you one thing, if I'm an owner of a football team, I remember which jackass stomped on my logo. Late night anger management class. We're kicking it with Joe Lisi. We'll get into the national championship game as well as uh, Joe's quick thoughts on Tampa on the same. Bring it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to the source of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Honey, I've got some bad news for you. I know, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million dollar game? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Sports Rage Late Night continues. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Shout out to everybody tuning in uh, right now on Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Grid Radio Networks. Shout out to all of our AM affiliates uh, as well in the late night hours. Joe Lisi from Sports Grid uh, joining us uh, right now. We'll get into the national championship game in a moment. Uh, one of the NFL games that we haven't really uh, touched on too much here, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. So, you know, some real interesting dynamics uh, here. You got the Rams and the Packers who, if this game was in Los Angeles, I would like the Rams' chances a hell of a lot more. Like I said, it's a, it's a tough situation, man, to go into Green. I don't think anyone's beaten Green Bay to begin with. I think Green Bay are going to the Super Bowl. So, and the Rams, out of all the matchups that they get, this is a bad one for them. Um, so the Rams are getting seven. That game is a Saturday at uh, 435 Eastern time. Baltimore and Buffalo. We talked about Buffalo laying three, 49 and a half. That game is 815 on Saturday night Eastern time. Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs play at 305 on Sunday. 
3.05, so we're going to wake up and have to wait for football. Uh, but for those of you that uh, drink all night on Saturday night, you get to sleep in a little bit more. I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't know anything about that. Um, I wouldn't know anything about that. But Cleveland Browns uh, at KC, that's at 3.05 on Sunday. And then Sunday night, uh, 6.40 Eastern time, Tom Brady takes on the New Orleans Saints. And I'll tell you what, man, what a, what a gutsy effort last night, Lisey, from Taylor Heineke, huh? What a gutsy effort. And, you know, we're watching a game at a sports bar, and uh, shout-out to Duke. Uh, great guy, the Duke. Uh, shout-out to Duke, and I'll give him credit for the comparison. He said uh, Heineke reminds him of uh, Doug Flutie. And I thought that was a fair comparison, actually. But what a performance last night by, uh, by Heineke. Oh, unbelievable, Gabe. That's what a backup quarterback should be, right? I mean, the kid played with heart. He played with uh, just intensity, made the players around them better. You saw the offensive lineman just buying in and patting him on the head. I mean, he laid it on the line, and he tried to win the game, and they almost honestly pulled it out in the fourth quarter. So just a gutsy effort. And don't tell me that you know young quarterbacks can't come into this league and just play. Because he showed that he can. So so give me some, you know, these first-round draft picks like Tua and some of these other players that haven't stepped up and grasped the offensive scheme. Don't tell me that it's so complicated because Tyler Han- Taylor Haneke balled out last night. So gutty effort. Wish they would have won, but they got the cover last night. Gutty effort by the Washington football team. That's a great point, uh, Joe. And it makes me wonder how many other sort of backup guys that are out there that are they're good they just didn't get a chance they don't get a chance right Garrett Gilbert's not bad you know we saw you know he he can play there's guys that can play that have been on practice rosters or in the alliance league look at John Wolford right give him a chance and the problem is guys as you stated I don't know it's like the the general managers don't like doing it because they pay players right or it makes their draft pick look bad they don't like to admit Joe that's like yeah you know what, this guy is better than our first-round draft pick is, even though he's a free agent from Old Dominion. Teams don't like admitting right. that. It, but I remember a story just quickly about the Kansas City Chiefs years ago. Remember it was like Brody Croyle. He was terrible, but they drafted Brody Croyle out of Alabama. And there was right. like one of the Horde brothers was there. And Casey Printers was there. Casey Printers, former TCU uh, quarterback. And Casey Printers like was lighting up the Canadian Football League and the CFL. And he's like the MVP of the league type thing. And he was making good money, but, you know, he wanted to be in the NFL. So he went to Kansas City. And Kyle Turley was on the Chiefs at the time. And I was buddies with Turley. And he went to KC. And I said, hey, how's KC doing? And he said, oh, he's by far the best quarterback that we have. It's too bad. He'll never take a snap. And um, I said, what? What do you mean? And he said, man, he goes, this guy, Printers, kills it in practice. He said, like, he kills it. He's better than Brody Coyle is. And he, you know, he said after, like basically, you know, he didn't want to throw a crawl under the bus, but he told me the story. He said, uh, he said Brody was struggling, and um, he said, you know, Brock Hort or Damon Hort or whatever one it was, is whatever was, you know, just sort of there. And actually, it was um, Herm Edwards was the coach, Joe, and Herm Edwards told Casey Printers too. He told him that. He said, you know, if it was up to me, I'd make you the starter and give you a chance. He goes, I think you could win some games for us, but. He goes, that's not the way it works in this league. <laughs> you know it, Joe, right? Even yeah, the coach doesn't have the call. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we drafted Brody Crawl with a second-round pick. You're playing Brady Crawl, uh, Brody Crawl, and he was terrible, but it is what it is. 
Yeah, and that's that's why I love the college game, right? Because obviously the coach has the autonomy to make that decision. And in the NFL, it's all about money. And it's amazing. You know, you talk to players all the time that, that said, you know, practice players, they'll never get off the practice squad because the veteran is just, you know, getting paid too much. And I brought up this point, you know, today with Wetzel. Frank Gore, you're telling me Frank Gore at 37 is mulling whether to come back into the league or not? I mean, David Johnson, I mean, come on. I mean, they're better. Yeah, Des Bryant today, 32 years old. You can't find a younger yeah. wide receiver if you're Baltimore to sign. If there's not a kid on a, on a high school football field that's 26 years old that runs a 4-3 that can catch the football. You need to sign Des Bryant. Like, come on. It's a joke. The, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got smashed by New Orleans, if you guys remember. I remember it because right. I lost a teaser and I couldn't believe it. Like it was all because of the um it was all because of the Buccaneers. I had the Saints, but the the Bucks couldn't score that 38-3 game. It was Tom Brady's second worst game of his career. He actually had one game with the Patriots when he was a kid, when he was young. There was really bad ones. But um that was the second worst performance of Brady's career. They beat him in week one as well. And, you know, that's not really a fair judgment, though. Tampa had a ton of new players. It was week one, no preseason. But they beat them twice, and I think they beat them again. I don't think Tampa's winning this game. I'm not giving a pick. It's early in the week right now, Joe. But, you know, if I, if I had to bet this game right now, I'm not taking Tampa. They nearly got beat by Heineke. The Saints are going to beat these guys. Yeah, the only thing that I don't like about the Saints right now is they're they're really not utilizing their weapons. I mean, you know, Harris had a big day today. They got Michael Thomas involved in the first drive, scored a touchdown. But, you know, Drew Brees has a tendency to lock in on one receiver per game now. He hasn't been really distributing the football. And, you know, look at that game like yesterday with, with Brady. Moved the football to Brady. They got the running game going with Fournette. This has been a hot offense over the last four games of the year. I sort of lean into Tom Brady here. I, I, I would take the three points because they lost the first two games. It's going to be very hard. I know Brady's old, but going on the road, I think he wants this one. And I like the way the defense played yesterday. So I'm going to take the three points early on here. Might even take them on the money line against Drew Brees and the Saints in this matchup. Interesting. Um, and, you know, it's tough. they say it's tough to beat a team three times, right? And we saw that uh, with Baltimore and Tennessee. Interesting dynamic uh, that we have. So let's get into the national championship game. It's been tough, Joe. I mean, I've been football-focused and, you know, NFL-focused. Uh, and I guess, you know, all day tomorrow we'll really dive in uh, as far as the national championship game is concerned. But, I mean, it's not like they're telling us who's who's in and who's out, who's got COVID, who's on this and that. And, like, they're very secretive about it. Ohio State have done a good job of not really letting anybody know. I mean, it's just a big gray area, scarlet and gray, literally and figuratively uh, here. The total has come down a point to 74 and a half, and the point spread has gone up a point. The Alabama Crimson Tide lay eight and a half right now, Joe. And, I, you know, it is what it is. I get it. I get that Alabama are great, but I, I think Ohio State uh, can hang around in this game. Joe, what's your opinion on this game? This game reminds me of 2014-2015 National Championship, Ohio State and Oregon. You know, you have a hot team in Ohio State that's running the football, 320 rushing yards per game over the last four games of the season, and that's the way you have to beat Alabama. And catching eight and a half in this ballgame, they might not win, but I'm taking the points and I'm taking the under. 
you know, again, this is the highest total since that 2015 national championship with Mariota and, and Ezekiel Elliott and Cardale Jones. I'm going under the total. I think the only way Ohio State can win is if they run the football and take time off the clock. So I like the Buckeyes and I like the under in the matchup game. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I think, you know, Ohio State can score, guys. You know, we're talking about an offense, you know, puts up like 45 points a game type of thing. But I think the best way to beat Alabama is to keep them on the sidelines, right? I mean, it's it's just, it's not rocket science. And Trey Sermon has been running the hell out of the football. As far as the total, you know, you brought it up. So Ohio State, 2014-15, Ohio State beat Oregon 42-20. to in the national championship game. And it was inter- it's interesting, Joe, because the Buckeyes were the fourth-ranked team that year, too, and they weren't getting any respect. And, and they went in. You know, I, people, guys, you don't realize, Ryan Day, 23-1 and as a head coach, as one loss, uh, and that was to Clemson uh, last year. And as far as, you know, I do like the over, Joe, but I'm not going to go crazy on it. I'm not like, oh, there's no way in hell. It's not, you know what I mean? I'm not, I've learned my lesson with this. And, you know, looking at the numbers, Joe, of title games, only one college football championship game in, the, in this new playoff format, going back to 2014. Um, only, only one game, Joe, went over this number of 74 and a half. That Alabama-Clemson game in 2015-16, the 45-41 with, um, with Deshaun Watson. Right. That one, went, they got to 85 points in that one. But every other national championship game, Joe, hasn't even come close to that. Well, you know, look, LSU and Clemson got 67 points. It was 42-25. Clemson beat Alabama 44-16. Alabama beat Georgia 26-23. Clemson beat Alabama 35-31. Alabama beat Clemson 45-40. And Ohio State beat uh, the Ducks 42-20. So, like I said, Joe, only one uh, you know only one game would have gone over the 74 and a half. Yeah, and, and, th- and think about this. You know, the, the, the two unders that came out were that Oregon uh, Ohio State game in last year. You know, last year. The actual over came in, and they called the touchdown back uh, on T. Higgins. Remember, uh, at the end of the in the late fourth quarter, so that game would have went over as well. But I agree with you. Again, you know, seventy four and a half, seventy five. You, you're going to need a clean run. You're going to need special teams plays. You're going to need interceptions, fumbles. I'm not so sure that's going to happen here. And again, you know, first quarter, first half could be a feeling out process. I'm big on the under thirty eight and a half in the first half. I like that under as well. You know, it's just, it's so, it's, so it's, I understand not running to the window to bet on the over. I get that, but man, it takes uh, balls, brass balls, bro. Brass balls to step up and bet the under here. <laughs> well, I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing Joe, it. I'm already in. I took, I took it, I took it 75 and a half before we went on the show light, but I'm definitely, definitely looking at it more. You know, if they inch this up, 76 before game time, even though it came down a little. Uh, I'm jumping on the under. And you know, if they're scoring and it gets into the 80s, I, I, again, I think the game will slow down in the second half, even if there is scoring. So we'll see. That's that's a chess match, right? The chess match of both teams and the chess match of the gamblers, you know, trying to foresee how this game plays out. But I will say this. If you want a good or a, a a possible prop because the props are crazy on FanDuel. They have Najee Harris to score a touchdown anytime touchdown minus thirteen hundred, which is absolutely ridiculous. Late thirteen hundred to win a hundred dollars is ridiculous. <laughs> slick, 
Slade Bolden, keep an eye out for him. I mean, in terms of Alabama, you talk about all the wide receivers, right? Matthew Waddle, Devontae Smith. Hold that thought, Joe. We'll be back on the other side with Lee C. Bring it. Come on. Admit it. You do your own play-by-play in your head when you play horse. Don't you? <laughs> you do you, bro. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late Night Anger Management Class, three-minute warning, level one. Joe Lisi kicking it with us just for a couple more minutes. We appreciate his time. Ian Cameron will get uh, Babano's thoughts on the opening numbers a little bit uh, later on as well. So, uh, Joe, you're just talking about these uh, these props. Um, FanDuel's got a full slate of props up uh, for the football game. That's crazy. Minus 1,300. Yeah, minus 1,300. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean 1,300 to make 100 is ridiculous, right? I think Devontae Smith is minus 600. I mean, you're not going to win any money like that. But keep an eye out for Slade Bolden. Plus 500. He has eight receptions over the last two games, three games of the season. He's the safety valve for Mac Jones. If they put him in the slot like Julian Edelman and Cole Beasley, so expect Ohio State to double-team both Waddle, Mechie, or Devontae Smith. That should leave bold and open. Plus 500 It's not bad value. 365.5 passing yards. That's what uh, Mac Jones' number is. Incredibly high. Against Notre Dame, he put up 297. Against Florida, 418. Arkansas 208, LSU 385, but 302, 230, 291, 387. Nah, he has actually gone over this number quite a bit. He had a 435, 417, 417 run. What do you make of that number, Joe? A little high, or is it a fair number, 365 for Mac Jones? It's slightly high. I would go under Mac Jones just because they're averaging 349 a game and throw in the fact that I believe that Ohio State's going to run the football, limited opportunities. So that's why I would go under Mac Jones' total. Uh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, 290 and a half, Joe. Yeah, under two. I, I said it on college football today. I'm under both quarterbacks. I, I just have a feeling that this game is going to be a lot lower than a lot of people think. And don't be shocked if it's in the high 50s, early 60s there, which lead to both unders for both quarterbacks. Joe Lisi, go for the two. Go for the two, Joe Lisi, although your new nickname is Joe, Joe Brass Balls Lisi. Pulling the trigger. Joe loves the unders across the board here in his championship game. Always a pleasure, Joe. Love the show, Gabe. Talk to you next week. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. Non-stop live eyes, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.